Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, we're going to be talking about my week number five running back start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. We're going to be going in-depth through every single game from Thursday night football all the way until Monday night football, and I'll be telling you guys whether I believe you should start or sit the running backs in all of those matchups. It's important to note that there are four teams on by this week, the Browns, the Chargers, the Seahawks, and the Bucks. so you don't want to be playing those players in your lineup. But before we could get into things, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below while you're down there. Let's whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton if you want to follow me on Twitter or X. Please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. And if you want my weekly rankings, as well as an answer to any of the questions you guys may have, make sure you guys check out the Patreon link in the video description or in the pinned comment for $7.50 a month. So without further ado, let's get into my week number five, running back, start or sit decisions. We begin with Thursday Night Football, the Chicago Bears at the Washington Commanders. Now you thought that the Giants versus the Seahawks was bad. Well, how about another one? Another garbage game. The Bears at the Washington Commanders. Now, this one might actually be so bad that it ends up being fun. This is a rematch from last year, that primetime game, where there was maybe a total of four points scored, but this time it might actually be fun. At least I hope so, because these primetime games this season have been garbage. So when it comes to the Washington Commanders running back room, it is very easy to assess week in and week out. Brian Robinson Jr. had a strong bounce back last week after a poor week number three effort. Now that was up against a tougher defense. And in that week three game, I didn't really expect Brian Robinson to go absolutely nuclear considering he looked really good in the first two weeks, though he was still a start. Obviously disappointed a bit, but in week four, he bounced back in a big way up against a pretty strong Eagles defense. This week, he gets the Bears defense that as we saw last week is legitimately one of the worst defenses I have ever laid my eyes on. I know Javante Williams didn't have a huge game because he got hurt, but Jalil McLaughlin, whoever the fuck that guy is, came in and ended up looking good. So again, you don't need to be Barry Sanders to run extremely good up against that Bears defense. And Brian Robinson has been playing quite well this season. So Brian Robinson is a clear must-start running back this week. Antonio Gibson hasn't done anything this season. We would be lucky to see him get more than eight touches in this spot. I was definitely someone that was in on Antonio Gibson in the offseason. I figured with the Eric Bieniemy system, we would see a lot of targets going Antonio Gibson's way. And that just has not been the case this season. For the Chicago Bears, Khalil Herbert is going to be a start. This guy was dominant like Shaquille O'Neal in the paint in week number four up against the Denver Broncos. But the question at hand here is, will he be able to do it again, right? The Denver Broncos defense isn't very good. Now, I know entering into the season, I liked them, and I don't even mind streaming the Denver Broncos defense this week due to their matchup, and same thing went with last week, and the Broncos defense was fine for fantasy. But at the end of the day, the Broncos defense is a disaster. So, while Khalil Herbert did bounce back, and while it was impressive, and Khalil Herbert looked like the Khalil Herbert I thought I was getting when I drafted him late in fantasy football drafts, and you do it again. Now, if the Bears are able to stay in this game, right, if the Chicago Bears don't get bent over a table here, 
I think Khalil Herbert could smash yet again, but he is far from an ideal start. He's start-worthy, but just barely over the pendulum. Moving now to the first game on Sunday, cheerio, because we're back in London with the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Buffalo Bills. I think the Jaguars have a huge advantage in this spot. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills just beat the ever-living shit out of my Miami Dolphins, and the Buffalo Bills offense and defense looks unreal even with a bunch of injuries to the defense, which obviously sucks. You hate to see injuries like that. Even with how good the Bills look, though, this Jacksonville team was there last week. Well, technically, they're tra they're traveling from Andy's room. Haha, uh -huh, get it? Like the fucking Toy Story game that we watched. To London, so London to London. They get to stay there for two weeks. This is a huge advantage. I get the Bills are going to be ready. I get the Bills could definitely win this game. The Bills are probably going to be the favorites in this game, but I do think the Jaguars being able to stay there for two weeks is definitely a big advantage. Speaking of the Jaguars, Travis Etienne has been relatively reliable all season long outside of that Kansas City Chiefs game where a majority of the Jacksonville Jaguars players fell off the edge of the earth like Christopher Columbus believed he would do when he sailed the ocean blue. Now, currently the running back 15 on the season in PPR, the Bills' defense looks suspect against the run. Against the pass, they are very strong. Up against the run, saw Brian Robinson look good against them before the commanders had to abandon the rushing attack. I know they made Raheem Mostert fumble twice, but A-Chain looked good in that game. So I really do think that Travis Etienne is in for a pretty safe spot this week. Definitely a guy that I would have starting in my fantasy football lineup. James Cook for the Buffalo Bills is basically just like Etienne, right? He has been very reliable this season outside of week number one. Obviously, that dumpster fire of a game up against the Jets. Hopefully, Josh Allen keeps feeding the boy James Cook the Rock, because if that is the case, James Cook has a whole lot of upside weekly. Last week, he finally found the end zone. Hopefully, he could do that again up against the Jaguars and maybe have a top five performance. Damian Harris, as well as Latavius Murray, are going to get touches on this team. You're probably going to see one big run from either Damian Harris or Latavius Murray in this game, and one of them has the upside to sneak their way on into the end zone and potentially vulture a touchdown away from James Cook, but at the end of the day, you are never really going to fucking know when Damian Harris or Latavius Murray are going to score, and there's a chance that none of them score, and James Cook doesn't score, and Josh Allen, with his big body, just moseys his way on into the end zone, so Damian Harris and Latavius Murray, they both certainly have upside. If I had to start one, it would be Latavius but again, either of them could pull a rabbit out of their hat and score a touchdown. They're both sits, though. They don't get enough carries. Hank Bigsby saw his lowest snap count last week in London with just 12% of the snaps. Now, I still think that Tank Bigsby is an incredibly talented running back, but in order to be start-worthy for fantasy, you have to actually play in the games. Moving to the beginning of the true Sunday slate, the games that at least the West Coast will be awake for, the Houston Texans at the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if you are a West Coast 
watcher. I get why you might have wanted to miss the Atlanta Falcons versus the Jaguars last week in London. This is definitely a game, Bills-Jags, that I would be waking up at the ass crack of dawn when the Roosters are singing in the morning to watch. So the Houston Texans at the Atlanta Falcons. Now, B. John Robinson is a guy that we don't need to sit here giving the gawk gawk 9002 talking about for 70 minutes, right? We all know how good Bijan is. He's a must-start running back weekly. Looked good in London last week. The Texans' defense is solid, but they're not as good against the run. Definitely a defense that's better against the pass. I don't give a shit if Bijan's playing up against the 85 Bears. I'm still rolling him out there. For some reason, Arthur Smith is still sticking with Desmond Ritter as the starting quarterback. I think if they pivoted to Taylor Heineke, the offense as a whole would be more successful, leading to potential more touchdowns for Bijan Robinson. But we know Desmond Ritter is a dump-off machine, a check down machine, and Bijan Robinson has a lot of upside in this spot up against the Texans. Damian Pierce has had back-to-back Michael Jordan 96-97 weeks inside the top 15 at the running back. Hallelujah. Guys, we're here in the offseason. Weren't here, and you're new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. But regardless, if you're here in the offseason, I was talking about how I love Damian Pierce. I feel like this Houston Texans offense is going to be better, how the offensive line is going to be better. And the Texans have been missing two of their key offensive linemen, which they should get back this week to give better protection for Damian Pierce. Wrap that condom, that Trojan, around Damian Pierce. Again, the Falcons' defense, pretty mid. Not the best against the run. I definitely think Damian Pierce is start-worthy in this spot. Obviously, Bijan, though, on a different level, like fucking five levels up from Damian Pierce. The other running backs in this game are sits. Tyler Algier, outside of that week one flash situation, he hasn't really done shit and has had a strong decline in touches over the last two weeks. Devin Singletary, I will give him credit when credit is due. He didn't look like complete and utter dog shit last week, and he even scored a touchdown. So a round of applause for Devin Singletary. He finally did something. But like we say all the time, a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right? A broken clock is right twice a day. I think that's the saying. Devin Singletary has some talent. Maybe he'll score here but you definitely don't want to start them. Next up, we move to the Carolina Panthers at the Detroit Lions. I will start this one off with the home team, the Detroit Lions. Now, David Montgomery returned in week four. That injury looked serious when it happened in that week two game. I thought, holy shit, Montgomery might get put on the IR. Montgomery might be out for three to five games. I mean, again, I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, but the way Montgomery was sitting on the sideline, things didn't look too great, right? But he returned in week four, and man, he looked great. He was the running back two on the week in PPR. I know, we all think Gibbs is good, and I think so as well. But at this point, the coaching staff, Dan Campbell, the offensive coordinator, has made it crystal clear with their actions that Montgomery is going to get a lot of carries week in and week out. He scored not one, not two, but three touchdowns against the Packers on Thursday night football. And in his three starts, again, remember he missed week number three. He has scored at least one touchdown, one touchdown week one, one touchdown week two, and three touchdowns in week number four. Now I know David Montgomery is slow. David Montgomery runs at the speed that old people engage in sexual contact. But at the end of the day, even if He's running through fucking quicksand. He's scoring touchdowns. He's getting those tugs. 
Sean Watson wishes he was him. So David Montgomery, again, while it feels gross, not so much anymore, but while Jameer Gibbs is this sexy player, right? Oh my God, he makes the catch. He runs so fast, this, that, and the other thing. Dan Campbell doesn't give a shit. He's going to keep rolling out David Montgomery, and he is a must start at this point, especially up against the Panthers defense. Now, Jameer Gibbs is a start. You can't really sit Gibbs. But for me, he is a back end running back too at this point, right? There are a lot of teams where your running backs are good enough, but where you don't have to kind of get pushed around by Jameer Gibbs. His upside is severely limited by David Montgomery. Now, I still do think that later on in the season, Jameer Gibbs has the profile, the skill, everything to break out. But right now, in week number five, there are zero signs that Gibbs' workload is going to increase drastically enough for him to be a top 12 running back this week. So again, he's a start, but he's a lower down running back too. Maybe even closer to a high end running back three. I'm not sitting him. Right? I think you'd be crazy to sit him in certain situations, especially with multiple teams being on bye this week. But it's not like I am banging the drum saying you have to start Jameer Gibbs because that would be far from the truth. For the Panthers, I'm going to start Miles Sanders. He was very clearly limited last week by that groin injury. The question is, will it impact him again this week? Since that is a question, and since I feel like by Sunday when this game kicks off, we're not going to fucking know how much the groin is really impacting him. So we're going to have to drop him down the rankings. This Lions defense also has been perking up. They've been percolating a ton, especially last week. So I worry about Miles Sanders regardless of how much workload he gets. So again, he is a start, but just barely. Just barely. He's not a guy that I am overwhelmingly screaming to the mountaintops to start. Now, Chuba Hubbard was the guy that had the good performance last week up against the Vikings. But again, that was likely due to the fact that Sanders is banged up with that groin injury. So again, I'm willing to start Miles Sanders, but you got to be in a tougher situation to actually roll him out. Next up, we move to the Le Titans at the Indianapolis Colts, a division rivalry matchup. Derrick Henry is back. Like when Cam Newton scored and yelled, I'm back. The king is back, baby. Tractor Cito. Last week, finishing as the running back seven with over 120 yards and two fours. There were a lot of people panicking about Derrick Henry. Nick, oh my God, I drafted Derrick Henry and I know he was a top 16 running back the first two games, but oh my God, he did so bad in week three. Nick, should we, should we panic, Nick? Should we be really scared about Derrick Henry? And I said, no, don't worry. Don't you worry, don't you worry, child. And hopefully you guys didn't worry because Derrick Henry hopped back on the saddle and balled last week. Now, this is still, still an issue with Derrick Henry. And it's not Derrick Henry. I get that he's getting older. He definitely doesn't look like the Derrick Henry from the past. Far from it. But we need the Titans not to get bent over a table in this game, and Henry is a mortal lock of the century to be a top 15 back. Last week, shockingly, the Titans absolutely butt-fucked the Bengals, right? That's what led Derrick Henry to getting so many carries, because they were up in the game. So we need the Titans to at least be within a score of the other team. Because if the Colts are dancing on the grave, or they're digging the grave for the Titans, 
then Henry's upside is severely limited because then they will pivot to Spears, who can catch passes much better than Derrick Henry. It's hard to imagine, though, if Henry is playing, that you would want to start Tajay Spears. If he got lucky, right, real lucky, he could be like the running back 24. But his floor is closer to running back 50, so he definitely is a sit for me with Derrick Henry healthy. Again, I'm starting Derrick Henry. Just got to hope the Titans stay in these games because if they do and the Titans offense gets better, then Derrick Henry could be a top five running back at the end of the season. The Colts are a tricky situation right now on Tuesday. Now, Jonathan Taylor has been reported to be back at practice on Wednesday. We have to wait to see how this all plays out before I make a decision. Running back starts hit video. The wide receiver starts hit video. Want to hit that subscribe button so you can check the wide receiver one out later if you haven't already. Come out on Tuesday. But we don't know. Is JT actually playing? Is JT coming back, but he actually just wants a trade still? What's going to happen? I don't know. But from an early look at things right now on Tuesday, if Jonathan Taylor misses, which I think would be the better bet, I'm firing up Zach Moss with confidence. I get that he had a subpar week four, right? He still looked good, but he didn't finish well in fantasy. He'll be fine. I get the matchup against the Titans. The Titans are definitely a pass funnel defense, right? The Titans defense is terrible against the pass. They are a lead up against the run. Even if that is the case, though, Zach Moss is so involved, I would have to guard him. But again, kind of put a pin in things, right? We talked through the running back rankings on Thursday. We should have a much clearer picture, Bob Ross style, of how much are we going to see Moss when we see JT, what is going on. And just a quick note, this has nothing to do with the start sits, but if you have Zach Moss, knowing that Jonathan Taylor could come back, I'm probably trying to ship him off in a trade right now. Maybe that'll end up being a league-losing move, right? Jonathan Taylor gets traded or Jonathan Taylor doesn't play at all, and Zach Moss is just dominating 50 Shades of Grey style. But the second Jonathan Taylor steps foot on the field for the Colts, Zach Moss's value goes down the toilet. Jonathan Taylor is a sit. We don't know if he's going to play or not. This is something we have to talk more about on Thursday. Next game here, we got the New York football Giants at the Miami Dolphins. Finally, the Giants aren't on primetime. Oil alert. Next week, they play the Bills on Sunday night football. So congrats. We get to watch the Giants again on primetime. This is just a 1 p.m. game. Probably a desecration of the Giants organization by the Miami Dolphins. But before we break down this game more in depth, as well as the rest of the games at the running back position, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play Pick'em for the NFL in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today. On Thursday Night Football this week, you have higher than half of a total yard for Justin Fields. We are going to select that. That could be one rushing yard, one passing yard. As long as he gets one passing or rushing yard, you are going to hit this. And then you have to match it with one other pick. Now, I'm being recording this video early on in Tuesday in the morning as we get later on in the day and closer to Thursday there'll be more options for you to select for instance we will go with higher than one and a half passing touchdown for Sam Howell this could be a higher scoring game if both of those hit you will get three times your entry fee that you enter on this if you do three picks it's six times four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times your entry fee if this does interest you make sure that you check out the link in the description or in the pinned comment or use promo code notorious for a first match deposit bonus 
up to $500 through October 4th. So if you deposit today, you deposit $500, they'll give you an additional $500. If you want to do just 100, it's additional 100, 50 additional 50, 25 additional 25. The minimum deposit is $10. You have to live in one of these states on the screen right now. And if you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here. For the Dolphins, Raheem Mostert, as well as Devin, two chains are going to be sits for me. Uh, real down game against the Bills for Raheem Mostert, right? This guy fumbled the game away for the Dolphins. It was just bad news bears. This motherfucker had two fumbles in that game. But this week, he gets the Giants. The Bills are up here. They're up Mount Vesuvius, Mount Everest. The fucking Giants defense is down in a crater. They're in a cave. Like you're fucking mining in Minecraft, right? There's levels to this. Bills have one of the better defenses in the NFL. The Giants have one of the worst defenses I've ever seen across my eyes, right? There's still new, no news on Jeff Wilson. Will he be back this week? Will he not? Based upon what Mike McDaniel said when Jeff Wilson got hurt, it seemed like this was a very severe thing. Like, we might not see Jeff Wilson until the end of the season. Maybe, maybe not even see him this season, right? Because he said we would... Hope to see Jeff Wilson this season, essentially. So, to me, I would be shocked if he was just magically there week five up against the Giants. Devin, two chains. Now, again, I still think Mostert's the running back one. But you have to fucking start a chain at this point. This man was the running back one in week three and the running back five in week four. He barely even got any touches against the Bills. And this man took them out back of Denny's and hit him with a lock and a sock. So, I really do think... That Devin A. Chain, Raheem Mostert, they are both must starts up against the Giants. I know the Dolphins defense got locked up. Don't let me out up against the Bills. But this Giants defense is garbage. Saquon Barkley, if he plays, you start him. Even though the Giants O-line could suck a golf ball through a garden hose. With the initial, initial, not a word, with the initial timeline of Saquon's injury, being three weeks, it seems likely that he will either start this week or that luxurious Sunday night football matchup against the Bills. If Saquon does not play, you can't start Breida. Whether or not Saquon Barkley plays, you cannot start Matt Breida due to how bad this offensive line is. I am scared to start Saquon, but you didn't draft Saquon where you drafted Saquon to fucking sit him on the bench if he plays. And that Dolphins defense just isn't good against the run. Let's be honest, they're going to be able to stop Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to look like a fucking chicken with his head cut off behind the offensive line. I still think Saquon will be fine, though. But uh, not an ideal start for Saquon either. But again, he'll still be ranked in the top 12 if he plays. But again, it's Tuesday. Still are unsure on if he's going to play or not. There was reports that he was going to play on Monday Night Football. He didn't play, which was a shocker. Not at all. Moving next to the Saints at the Patriots. Alvin Kamara came back out of suspension jail, and it wasn't even like it was last year. Because last year, Alvin Kamara didn't look like this. Alvin Kamara went in the time machine and hopped back to a couple years ago where he was like one of the best running backs in the NFL. Now, not actually, because his stats weren't amazing. He was the running back nine on the week, but the motherfucker had 13 receptions. Oh, oh my... Nick, he had 13 receptions? Like, that's crazy. He got like 150 uh, receiving yards, right? No, he got 33. He had 13 receptions for 33 yards. 
But uh, Derek Carr is probably going to play again. He's clearly banged up. He's going to dump the ball off to Alvin Kamara seven gazillion times again. So even up against a stronger Patriots defense, I'm firing up Alvin Kamara with confidence, supreme confidence. Ramondre Stevenson fell outside of the top 30 running backs in back-to-back weeks. It's a shame. Made this joke last week. I don't remember which player I made it with, but it's like the godfather. Look how they massacred my boy. Look how the Patriots have fucked Ramondre Stevenson over. Ramondre Stevenson was the sole bright spot of this offense last year. Mac Jones looked like he went to college, not at Alabama, at the school of blind and deaf, right? He couldn't move the ball. Bailey Zappinator, the Zappinator, Bailey Zappi was better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones was crying on the sideline against the Dallas Cowboys. At least it looked like that. And they're not using Stevenson correctly. Dump the ball off to this guy. Please. Saints defense is tough against the pass. I don't feel like they're as tough against the run. I'm rolling Ramondre Stevenson out there, but at this point, he's a, he's been a bust. A big, fat bust. It really feels like that's the trajectory we're going down. Last week, we were told that Zeke was going to see starter-level touches. Now, he didn't because they were getting their back blown out by the Cowboys, but maybe that's the case this week, and Stevenson's even further buried. I don't get it. I don't get it. Not one bit. The Patriots are a disaster. Saints aren't that great either, but the Patriots are really a fucking disaster. Uh, Stevenson is a low-end running back to start at this point. Again, you, you start him, but you're not fucking having a wet dream that night thinking about playing Ramondre Stevenson. Kendra Miller with Alvin Kamara back in the lineup. Miller's touches have dipped in a huge way, and they don't really have any reason to go up. So he's definitely a sit. Next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers, an AFC North rivalry matchup. The King in the North, like John fucking Snow. I am going to start Najee Harris here reluctantly. Now, Najee Harris? Najee Harris is barely a start. Bottom of the fucking barrel. He had his first good game of what feels like since his rookie year last week against the Texans. But I still can't advocate bang the drum for Najee because he doesn't really look good. The Ravens' defense is pretty mad. They have Kissin, Titties, Mitchell Trubisky under center. There is no way Kenny Pickett plays in this game. I don't think so. Pickett appears to have avoided serious injury, but I would be shocked, perplexed if he played in this game. Now, I always say I'm as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, and miracles do happen. Maybe he's out there on Sunday. But I think we're going to get Kissin, Titties, Mitchell Trubisky. And while Matt Canada is a complete and utter numbskull, dumb bastard, they have to give the rock to Najee Harris. They just have to. The fact that Matt Canada still has a job as I'm recording this video at 1.43 a.m. on Tuesday morning makes no sense. It makes no sense. It is an indictment on Mike Tomlin's career. Like, I know Mike Tomlin is a great NFL head coach. He barely has any seasons below 500. This guy's great. But how long? How long can you let Matt Canada fucking be the iceberg and the Steelers are the fucking Titanic? right? Matt Canada sucks. Caleb Warren, Warren played the same amount of snaps as Najee last week. I hope that Warren, I've, I've been saying this for weeks, I hope that Warren starts out-snapping Najee so we can sit Najee and play Jalen Warren with confidence. But now he's a sit. He need a bi-week fill and he's fine. Like, he's not a disaster. But I don't really want to be starting Jalen Warren unless my running back core is down bad or I'm bi. Uh, Gus Edwards seems like the Ravens are going to go with a multi-back system. 
if Gus scores, you might be mad that you sit him, but with the matchup being rough against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Nick, um, did you not just watch the game last week? The Pittsburgh Steelers defense got decimated by C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans, Nick. I know. I know, but this is a division rivalry game. This one's going to be lower scoring, in my opinion. I don't think Gus Bus is necessarily a great start. Justice Hill seems like the number two behind Gus, but I know in week four last week, Gus had way more carries than, than Justice Hill, but I'm not sure that that's a guarantee to happen every single week. Next up, we move to the Philadelphia Eagles up against the LA Rams in LA. This could be an interesting one. Could be. I mean, Stafford is clearly hurt. Hopefully he can play. At injury, Stafford is like the king of getting hurt during the game. And then, like, coming up and looking like the guy just took a bullet to the chest, going out there and playing well. I respect it. I love Stafford. Stafford, I think, gets, like, a fucking stat upgrade, like, in a video game. When, you know, when you play those games where it's, like, if you're damaged, you're hurt. Like, in UFC, there are some UFC fighters video game where when they're hurt, they fight better. Do more damage. I think so. That's what my creative character has in the game. But because I'm shit at the online mode, I get fucking decimated. But we're not talking about video games. We're talking about NFL here. We're talking about fantasy football. Stafford does has that, right? When he's down bad, when he's banged up, the guy comes out there and slices the defense up like he's playing Fruit Ninja. So hopefully Stafford's able to play. Tyron Williams is a must-start every single week. Now I know people are panicking, right? Holy fuck, Nick. Um, did, 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 did you see the game on prime time with the Rams and the Bengals? Oh my God, Tyron Williams didn't play good. I said, hey, don't panic. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, child. People didn't worry. At least I hope they didn't. Running back four last week against Indy. You gotta fucking play them every single week. I don't give a shit about the matchup. I get the Eagles defense. While it has been not the best this season, they're still decent on paper. I don't give a shit. I don't, we don't care. Like the Mike Tomlin gift. We don't care. I don't care. I'm playing Kyron Williams. DeAndre Swift, currently the running back eight on the season, despite the fact that in week number one, Nick Sirianni must have had some type of vendetta. DeAndre Swift must have fucked Nick Sirianni's wife or something because he didn't get any touches week one. But now he's the clear lead back on the team. Sirianni brushed it to the side to have a great running back. The Eagles haven't even been playing at their full strength. It feels like the Eagles offense is going at like 75% right now. They're still undefeated, but the offense hasn't really leveled up to that peak performance like that they had going in the playoffs last year and deeper into last season. So they haven't even reached their full fucking power and DeAndre Swift is still steamrolling through guys. So imagine what's going to happen when the Eagles offense reaches that point. It's going to be great to see. Now, Kenneth Gainwell is a sit as is Ronnie Rivers. Kenneth Gainwell saw his workload drastically reduced in week four, right? In week three, they were still kind of, and though Swift looked so good in week two, they were kind of just still... He's in Swift, right? Swift and Gainwell basically seeing a similar amount of carries in the first half. Then in the second half, we saw Swift kind of take the crown there, wearing a crown like Biggie Smalls, or like you go to Burger King. And then fourth game, oh, wow. This Swift guy is legit. Swift runs the NFL. We need to uh, stop giving Gainwell so many touches. And hopefully, stays that way for DeAndre Swift. Ronnie Rivers, porn star name, played solid. On 11 touches last week. Great for him. But uh, Kyron is still very much the lead back. And I don't see forecast. I'm not rubbing the crystal ball and looking into the future and seeing much Ronnie Rivers this week. Unless it's a blowout against the Eagles, which it's 
not going to be. Next up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Arizona Cardinals. Joe Mixon is a start. Now, I told you starting last week, I was pretty confident. Even though the matchup was tough against the Titans, right? I thought Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty was going to look good, right? The Titans defense, pass funnel, we already talked about it, right? Against the pass, they suck donkey hog. I expect Joe Burrow to go out there and fucking beat down on that defense, right? Like what Anakin did to those younglings. And it was the opposite. It was like the younglings all whipped out their lightsabers and stopped Darth Vader from being created. They fucking slayed Anakin on sight, right? That's what happened. Joe Burrow it looks bad. The Bengals are in serious danger of missing the playoffs. Nick, it's week five. It's week five. They look like shit. Joe Burrow shouldn't play this game. He shouldn't. You should play AJ McCarron or Jake fucking Browning. I'm being serious because Joe Burrow is clearly hurt. There is clearly something wrong. There is. Now I get the Cardinals defense soft as baby shit, right? I get it. But so are the Titans. Should be Joe Burrow, not Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon should bounce back. He should be fine this week against a not so hard uh, Cardinals defense. But with how shit Joe Burrow looked, like literally awful. Terrible. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch that. It was one of my four games that are up on, well, the TV. So my one TV last week because the Dolphins-Bills game, I view that as very important, obviously, as Dolphins fans. I had one TV was Red Zone. The other TV was the Dolphins-Bills game. And then my little monitor, like a 30-inch monitor that sits on my desk, was the quad box. And the Bengals game was on there. It wasn't good. It was, it was hard to watch. Burrow looked bad. If you go back and watch the game, you watch the highlights, I bet you see like four Joe Burrow passes. It was that bad. So with how shit Burrow looks, again, I'm not trying to dig this guy a grave. I still think he's a great NFL quarterback and he'll be fine maybe later in the season or next season. But right now, what we're seeing out of Joe Burrow is just not good. And because of that, I can't rank Mixon super highly. James Conner had his first game outside the top 20 last week against the Niners. But like I was saying all week, that shouldn't be surprising against the 49ers defense because that defense rock solid so expect him back in the top 18 to 24 running backs this week with top 10 upside obviously but that's more of a ambitious rank right now maybe the Bengals just get smacked right like like the titans did last week right maybe connor's derrick henry scoring two fucking touchdowns it wouldn't be that crazy james connor got into a battle a brawl after the game with one of the players on the 49ers now it didn't actually turn into a fight it was like one of those like no, you hit first. No, you hit first, right? Where they're kind of staying there. And then they just up, you know, like in high school, if you've ever seen a fight like that. But James Conner, again, he's a start. I definitely, if I'm being honest with you, I probably feel more confident in James Conner this week than Joe Mixon. Not because I think Mixon's like dust. He definitely doesn't look as good as he looked earlier on in his career, but it's really just on Joe Burrow. Uh, Keontae Ingram was inactive last week. So if he doesn't play, it'll be Amari DiMarcado as the backup running back. But again, running back to on the Cardinals, you're not playing him. Ravion Williams, backup running back for the Bengals, is a sit. He's strictly a pass-catching running back that doesn't even catch very many passes. Moving now to the 11th game on the slate, the Jets at the Denver Broncos. Now, I would like to give some sort of credit to Zach Wilson because he didn't look terrible. I've been on Zach Wilson ever since he started. I've never thought Zach Wilson was really that good in the NFL. I haven't. I'll give him some credit. Maybe he saw Dada Kelsey's mom. Not Donna Kelsey's mom, fucking Donna Kelsey, Kel Travis Kelsey's mom up there with uh, Taylor Swift. And he's like, oh, he has, a, he has that mom thing with him. And he's like, fuck it, I'm going to ball for Donna Kelsey. I'm going to go take her home with me. Hey, good. 
I, I'll give him credit, right? Give him some credit. He he did look good. And then after the game, forgot who the post-game, like, announcer, commentators, whatever the fuck you want to call him, was just being a dick to uh, Chris Jones, the guy whose cock fell out when he was running the uh, 40-yard dash, if you've never seen that video. Defensive tackle, defensive lineman for the Chiefs. He's basically just like, Zach Wilson isn't good, right? And, and then Chris Jones is like, did you watch the game? Like, Zach Wilson looked pretty good. Like, I'm not trying to discredit him or anything. And then the guy's like, yeah, Zach Wilson sucks, right? And, and Chris Jones is clearly just very uncomfortable at this point. It was very weird to watch. Um, Jets look good. Brees Hall continues to get his snaps increased weekly. Looked real good against the Chiefs, but didn't perform the best for fantasy because the Jets haven't fully committed it to him yet. Even if they're not fully committed, though, this Broncos defense is so shit that I just have to roll out Brees Hall. But again, I'm not doing it with supreme confidence. Devontae Williams is dealing with a hip flexor injury. Not expected to miss much time, so he could actually play this week. If he does, I would start him. But again, it's just like Zach Moss. This is something to monitor, right? It's Tuesday. It's a long time until Sunday, right? So monitor his status. If he doesn't play, then I'll roll out Jaleel McLaughlin. But I will say, it looked really good against the Bears, but again... I could have went out there, suited up, put me in coach. I'm ready to play today. I could have looked good against the fucking Bears. Samaj P. Ryan was doing his John Cena impression. He was invisible. So McLaughlin, McLaughlin might be a start. But again, it might be a little fugazi because maybe Samaj P. Ryan just gets a bunch of touches and he ends up just fucking us over. Dalvin Cook, just stop giving this guy the ball. Robert Sala, please. Thank you. All I got to say about uh, Cook, he's a sit. Next up, we got the Chiefs at the Vikings, the final game before Sunday night football. And then obviously we got Monday night football. Hit that like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't joined. Chiefs, Vikings. For the Chiefs, Isaiah Pacheco ran like the ground owed him money in that game. He's fucking stomping the ground. He's running like a toddler. And it's awesome to watch. He runs angry. He runs mad. And he ran right into the end zone. He was hitting the, I just want to rock. Yada, yada, yada. And then they fucking flip to Taylor Swift. And I know there's a lot of people on the internet like, oh my God, if you make fun of Taylor Swift at a football game, you're a cuck, you're a beta, you're a bitch, you don't get any pussy. Um, just, Why do you hate Taylor Swift? I don't actually hate Taylor Swift. I don't even mind when they show her during the game, like once or twice. They showed her 11 times during the game. Like Pacheco's hitting the dance. I like watching the guys hit the dance. I like seeing what they're doing. And then they just pan to Taylor Swift. It wasn't even Kelsey who scored. Again, I, I don't actually care that much, right? It is what it is. I'm watching anyways. I, I, I don't care if they showed fucking Vladimir Putin on the goddamn sideline. If he, him and Kim Jong-un are chilling in a fucking box. Guess what? I'm still watching the game. I don't give a shit. But it is kind of weird. Back-to-back uh, -back weeks inside the top 12 for Pacheco, though. And he's got a great matchup again. Seems like a safe start this week, even with McKinnon and CEH definitely seeing touches, right? It's not like they're not going to get any carries. Uh, Madison for the Vikings. Looked decent two games in a row. After all of America and apparently all these Vikings fans were slandering Madison about that Eagles game, he looked terrible in that game, but he's been looking good. He hasn't lived up to my expectations of him. I thought Madison was going to be better than he is, but he's definitely not a guy that I'm benching against the Chiefs defense. Derek McKinnon has been very touchdown dependent weekly, and they just use McKinnon, Pacheco, Clyde Edwards, they use all of them. So you, you can really only start Pacheco because he's the only reliable one. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the same assessment goes with Jarek McKinnon as CH. He's touchdown dependent. But I will note that CH actually doesn't look half bad this season. Uh, Cam Akers looked all right, as I would say, in the first game with the Vikings. But it seems like Madison's still the clear starter, so you can't be starting Akers. It doesn't seem like they want to go 
full-on committee like 50-50 Madison Acres. It just doesn't seem like that. Now we move to Sunday night football in a game you actually waited until Sunday night for. An actually good game. The Dallas Cowboys at the San Francisco 49ers. Everyone, including myself, was dancing on the grave of the Cowboys, right? They got beat by the Cardinals. Ha 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 ha. Very funny. It is funny. But, man, they beat down the Patriots relentlessly. That defense fucking pounded them. Pounded Mac Jones. Now, Tony Pollard has worst game of the season because, now he's the running back 24, because the game got out of hand. The defense is scoring. The defense is hitting the gritty in the end zone. They're taking group pictures in the fucking end zone, right? So Pollard doesn't even get his. Even though they're up so much, he doesn't get his. And then they bench him at the end of the game because they have Rico Dowdle and Midget Deuce Vaughn out there. And Midget isn't even the correct term, I think. Little person uh, to use. Apologize for that if you are short person. Tyler Murray, if you're watching, I'm sorry. Expect a bounce-back game for Pollard. Even in a tougher matchup, I think he bounces back. Christian McCaffrey running back one last week. You start him every single week. I don't even have to talk about it. He has eight touchdowns. Shout out Kobe. Eight touchdowns this season. He scored four fucking touchdowns last week. Four touchdowns. Now, I know Elijah Mitchell didn't play. He's day-to-day with a knee injury. But do you remember all this talk in the offseason of, oh, my God, the, 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 the 49ers are going to, late in games, bench McCaffrey. They're, they're going to put in the backup running back. They're, 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 they're going to play uh, Mitchell. I know Mitchell didn't play, so they're going to play Jordan Mason. 49ers were dogging the Cardinals. And McCaffrey scored four touchdowns. They, they're not benching McCaffrey. Everyone who thought that I said were crazy in the offseason, I've been proven correct. I'm a genius. Now, don't go back and watch me talk about the Giants. About the Giants? The Giants suck ass. They're, they're so bad. It's, I'm laughing because, because embarrassing how bad they are. Uh, Rico Dowdle is a sit. Seems like the running back two over Deuce Vaughn, but uh, really the only analysis you need on Dowdle. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, day-to-day with the knee. Like I said, if he misses Matt Mason, the number's Mason. Jordan Mason will be the uh, RB2 on the team. But again, we don't have to talk too much about that because they just use McCaffrey every single snap final game here. Monday night football. Green Bay Packers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I know there's been people in the comments recently that are like, Nick, I fucking hate when you do the Raiders thing. For years. For years. Everyone loved it. Why is everyone turning their back on me, man? And if you don't know what it's from, I guess you just don't get it. It is what it is. I apologize if you dislike it. Get to the Raiders game. You just skip the first, like, just hit the fucking tap on your screen or hit the arrow button on your keyboard for, like, three seconds, and then, bam, you'll just get into the actual thing. You only have to actually tap it once because the Raiders doesn't go for, like, 30 seconds long. Back on into things. I apologize if it bothers you, but I'm being myself, okay? Aaron Jones, limited snap count last week fucked me over. Why would they bring back Aaron Jones just to give limited carries? It didn't make sense to me. I thought, oh, Jones is back. They're going to give him a full workload. Nope. Uh, but I expect him to be closer to a full workload this week. I wouldn't say it's going to be full because I thought that last week, or at least close to that, and it wasn't the case. But closer to a full workload could lead to a top five performance up against a garbage Raiders defense. A.J. Dillon, even if Aaron Jones is limited again. Mr. Limited, like uh, fucking uh, Russell Wilson. Even if limited aj Dillon sucks so much donkey penis at being an nfl quarterback running back dude has the quads quads don't equal fantasy points he is not good don't don't start him and now that aaron jones is playing you definitely can't start him josh jacobs of the raiders first real good game last week hallelujah thank you fantasy gods i know there were people started panic like 
Nick, you really liked Josh Jacobs in the offseason. Nick, 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 Nick you, you, you told me to draft him in like every league, Nick. You, he was one of your favorite players. And, and he sucks, Nick. Nick, should we be worried? I say, don't, don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry. I got you. Josh Jacobs will be fine. Again, if you guys remember, he didn't sign that contract until deep into the offseason process. He needed to ease himself in. And now, looking great. Now, the Packers defense is definitely good. But they are softer against the run. So fire up Josh Jacobs with supreme confidence. Again, running back three last week against the Chargers. He could do that same thing against the Packers. Amir Abdullah is going to be a bench sit. He splits RB2 work with Zamir White. Thank you guys all so much for watching. Again, there are going to be people in the comment section already now. Nick, um, these videos aren't helpful because you just say to start every starting running back. You fucking idiot. Nick, this is not helpful. Well, if you listen to the video, I think it actually is helpful because I talk about guys that I really like, the kind of middle of the road guys, and then the bottom of the barrels. So I think that actually does help you. It is what it is. If you don't, if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. But if you watched 40 minutes of the video, you probably liked it. So thank you guys all for watching. I love you guys all so much from deep down the bottom of my heart. Thank you guys for everything. I owe it all to you guys. If you didn't check out the waiver video yesterday or the defensive stream video, should be on your screen. Right now, if you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. If you want to check out the Patreon for my weekly rankings, that should be up either today or tomorrow. Check out the Patreon for $7.50. I also answer every single question you guys may have on there. I love you guys all from deep down in my heart. I'm out of focus. Get out of here. Love you guys. Have a great one. As always, goop.